Welcome everyone to the weekly debrief. We're back on the podcast. You can get it through Spotify. You can get it through Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere at the moment. And we've got coach Danny Ryan back for the last week of the 2023 VFL home and away season. And we've got a blockbuster Friday night game against Box Hill to finish it off. Danny, welcome, mate. Thanks, Mark. Great to uh, be here, mate. After especially uh, jagging the W, it was a nice uh, way to wake up Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long build uh, to to that. Uh, there's there's been many opportunities, particularly through that mid part of the season. But I think uh, on Saturday, you know, we really really showed that there is a is a bit of a differential between uh, you know Coburg, Northern Balance, and sort of where we are. And and you know, yes, while it doesn't show that we are higher, we probably should be uh, further up the ladder because it certainly looked like the there, there was a VFL side out there, um, you know, that was finely tuned at times. And when we we're linking the ball together, we just looked exceptional. Yeah, oh, look, we 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 had a theme to go to Coburg. We hadn't won there since 2006. It's been a bit of a, a bogey ground and a bogey team for us. So, and we're under no illusions. That uh, was really the grand final, the last home game for Coburg. So, our boys needed to be sharp, um, and we needed to be on our game and. and and play our brand of footy, and that's what we focus on. We're not really, we don't really focus on outcome. We're always trying to win every game. We focus on how we play, and um, so to take it to them in the first quarter and really stamp the game, which we did in the first quarter, and for a few points that were errant, we would have had a lot more dominance. Um, I think they established, you know, clearly um, there's a difference between us and, and Coburg and the Bull Ants in terms of some on field and probably some difference off field as well, to be honest. Um, so that was pleasing, um, and you know, you talk about the season, you know, three points, two points, one points. You know, we we shoulda, coulda, woulda been a lot higher up the ladder, but we're not. Um, it's the reality of where we're at. But in certainly in terms of the way we played, um, there was a significant difference between us us and those boys. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. I think um, you know, the longer that Coburg could stay in the game on the weekend, the more dangerous it was going to be, especially with uh, with the way a few of the games have gone uh, this year. And I, I think, uh, I, I assume that that was uh, definitely one of the themes at half time was we've got to put this to bed um, and, and really get on top of them in the third quarter. Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, and that, that was that was the case, just to reset half time and go out and, and execute again. The boys ground away. Well and truly, and, and and we have a significant result where we held them to 30 points. That was really pleasing, um, and maybe on a dry day, and we had to kick some of our our behinds. We we would have scored even more, but um, I think the game was comfortably in our control for the majority of the game, and it was really pleasing just to focus on some of the wins that we got out of it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, I guess before we just talk about uh, Box Hill this week, because I think it's a massive game and I think it's a massive opportunity for us to, to really finish 2023 on a, on a high note. Um, what, while the win loss compared to last year probably hasn't been uh, where, where we wanted it to be. Um, we won six games last year. We've won four this year. We hopefully make it five on Friday night. Uh, But how do we, how do we turn this season into something that is a, a real building block and, you know, we've we've got a lot of optimism for the future. And I guess, how do you see uh, how this season has transpired? Like, I, I guess I looked at it personally that we 
had a lot more upside in in the team, um, you know, especially after those first few few rounds uh, than potentially where we had last year. We had some quality players in last year, but we've got a lot of young players that uh, are really developing their game. So how do we how do we turn what we've learned this season into into something long term and something really sustainable so we can be there with the Williamstowns and the Werribees moving Well, forward. yeah, well that's 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 a, a great question. And the first answer to that is in player retention. It's always the toughest challenge that we have as any standalone team. Um, and we saw the challenge we had with last year. We, you know, we wanted to keep that quality we had last year and add the good quality kids that we've brought in this year. So yeah, and it's full credit to the guys that have stayed, the Will Fordhams and the and the Trent Minots and Kai Owens, you know, the Riley Stoddarts of the world, Max Williams and the, and some of the experienced players that have stayed with us this year. And maybe some of those players that left last year, there might be a little whisper, some of them might be on their way back, Mark. Mm. Um, but without them going, we wouldn't have seen some of the kids we've seen this year. And so yeah. that's, if you keep your eye on the long game or the infinite game, which I like to talk about, it's about improving the list and the stocks. And so really in the first step is the, the eight young boys that we've already signed. And we mm-hmm. saw Darcy Gilbert play a really strong game on the weekend. We saw Ryan Jacobs has really come on. Uh, Colby Nainer and Jackson Voss, you know, still playing good footy. So the opportunities for those guys to come in and play. And, you know, we're really excited. Sabowski is in really yep. good form at the moment. Um, we might even see Lockie Reedy play the last game. So, some of those boys have got games into them this year. They, they We've signed them on for next year. Big summers in the gym uh, and really wrap their head around game plan. And and then the next step is obviously to retain that senior core of talent, of which Steve and Nick and the recruiting guys are, are really underway with that. So retention is the key. It's been the key. If you look at Werribee and where they're at, and, and we're all chasing them at the moment, but even Willie in their good years and Port, it's been about retaining your players and signing them on multi-year deals. And so hopefully that's something our club might be able to do going forward. Um, and then getting to work and putting the, the and we saw this, we're hoping that history, and history does, you know, I, I listened to a podcast with Brendan McCartney a couple of weeks ago. It reminded me of a few years ago, 2019, we had the six losses by a goal or less. Um, this year, we're going to have five losses by two goals or less and, and three by three points or less. So they hurt and they scar you and and they but they don't scar you really they they burn in into your psyche so that next year when we see those opportunities come up you look at what Carlton are doing Carlton win the game on Saturday night they would have lost this time last year and Vossi spoke about that that's got to be the the blueprint for us to follow as a young developing list um, and a, and a team that's building into into their potential um, we're only scratching the surface and and so that's what is exciting. Um, so next year you're looking, you're looking to, you know, give them a, give them a month off, get them on their running and weights program, mm. get them into the club and get, and get them building again and recruit some more talent and recruit some more men, a, a little bit of each, but go to the well again, uh, and then start again and, and attack next season. There's, uh, it's, there's actually no other choice. Mm. <laughs> we can reminisce till the cows come up, but, um, you've actually just got to crack on with it and keep making plans for what you do next. Yeah, for sure. Like I think, uh, just for people that are, I guess, outside of the VFL bubble looking in, um, you know, how hard it is to actually develop that young talent without a development league side or a reserves uh, team. The only real way to do it is to get games into them because they go back to local, um, you know, and you look at, you, sp- you speak of Ryan Jacobs, for example. I mean, um, he, he could go back to Seaford and, and play some unbelievable football, but he's not learning the system that we need him to play. Um, and he's probably not getting 
exposed to to that level of pressure uh, that comes when you're playing those top uh, top teams. And look, he's he's had a baptism of fire this year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, you guys have put him to half back where you see a future for him, and it's really just like let's just let this rip and uh, and and give him some time. And um, you know, we're going to make some mistakes, but eventually he's going to be better for that. And um, the only way to do that is to get games. And I don't really want to push. Uh, the, or or compare this to other teams, but you you look at uh, Port Melbourne for example this year. You know they've topped up with older guys, and you know they even had Ali Bennell in there earlier in the season and things like that. But um, they're just taking spots from younger kids that are potentially going to come through. And uh, you know whether it was by design or or not, that is what we've done this year. And I think that uh, you know signing those kids and letting them get some exposure and a bit of a baptism of fire is the only way to actually be able to grow. It's the only way. Justin Davies kicks 3-3 on the weekend, uh, playing as a key forward. We know we've got Trent Marotta sitting there to come through as well. Jess McManus will be back from injury. Uh, you're spot on, mate. It's uh, there, there is no other choice. You can grow your own. And, and these guys could be around and, and play VFL league football at the Dolphins for another 10 years if they choose. Um, and so if you're... If that's the choice that you're left with, that's the choice you make because it's an obvious one in some sense. Yeah, we'd like to keep some of those guys we lost last year, but, but we're not going to bring in, you know, we've, we've brought Jack Nunes in as one, as an example. Um, I'm not sure we would have done the Harley Bennell one. Um, yeah. You know, having said that, Harley Bennell probably helps contribute. I mean, Port beat us, Lady kicks a goal out of the ruck sure. um, and gets gets them the four points. But in terms of how that's panned out over the year, I think that's no surprise what's unfolded there. Um, so we're still looking for quality people to help bring effectively our kids through and build the nucleus of the team. And that that character uh, recruiting uh, trait is still really important in terms of Frankston being a good destination club and, and a beacon for local community to aspire to be a part of and follow. So I wouldn't shy away from that decision at all. Um, and you're right, we we wouldn't have seen them. And, and look, credit to it. And you're right, the... The, the drop in standard does hurt you when you don't have a development league. But credit, I'll give I will give credit to Seaford. We actually had Ryan Jacobs, we mentioned as a forward, um, pegged us a bit of a forward. And I think he still can play forward. But Seaford were the ones that were playing back. And so that's alluded us to playing him back. So so we do lean on our local clubs and we do partner with them. But they would all be also cognizant of the fact that it's really hard for for them to supply the sort of pressure and the competitive level when you know, Ryan can be playing at Seaford in, in DV2 in, in Mornington, and the next week he might be playing against the Gold Coast on the Gold Coast with 22 AFL-listed players. The jump is enormous, um, and there's just no other way around that. So we've just got to do our best for what they are and prepare them at training and, and out of their local footy to be ready to compete. And Ryan and others, and I'm just using Ryan as a name, any of those boys coming out of local footy, the more games they play at VFL level, the better chance they have of understanding the speed or or the level of intensity they've got to bring to compete, just to compete, let, let alone yep. to be successful. So the more games you get into those boys, which we've done this year, it, it's got to pay off for us down the track. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So we turn our attention to this um this Friday night. I, I'm, oh, it's big. It's yeah, big. I've got I'm, a baseball bat this week. Yeah, I, I'm excited. There's a lot of there's a lot of excitement around the place at the moment, just because, uh, you know, just finishing off the year the right way. The the boys they got the job done um last week, and you can you can sort of feel around the place. There's a bit of a sense of, you know, let's get out there. We're on our home deck. The crowd 
crowd's going to come. We're going to be loud. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a real finals atmosphere, I suppose, uh, you know, which is a good lead-in for Box Hill because they are going to be playing finals, and we're, we are very envious of that. But we certainly want to uh, want to put our best foot forward this Friday night. Oh, undoubtedly. And it's, look, and we're not going to talk about it as a, as a grand final or anything. It's just our last night in front of our fans on our deck. And it's a great way to finish it. If you are going to finish, which we are, we're not playing finals. That's our reality. But Friday night, lights down at uh, Kinetic Stadium. Hopefully, I think there might be a little bit of rain, but hopefully it's a reasonably uh, nice night and, and a big crowd making a lot of noise. And for our boys, exactly as you said, well, like we said, we spoke about how we play. Um, we want to put on a good show. And so uh, it's a free swing to showcase Dolphins football for the last time this year. Um, the young players that will play get a chance to put their, you know, put the, the black, red and white jumper on and represent the club. And our older boys get a chance to say, hey, listen, you know, the latter might show us where we are, but we'd certainly in terms of being competitive and hard to play against, it'll be putting our best foot forward. And it's, as I said, I'll have the baseball bat over the shoulder. It'll be a free swing. So um, we look forward to a big crowd and a lot of big noise and, and the boys playing a big game. And we don't we don't have to look too far back to to see, um, you know, what what this is like, because, you know, last season we had a TV game against Richmond last round. Um, you know, they were, they were striving to make finals and, and things like that. And we got very, very close to getting them um, on their home deck. Uh, so so it's certainly not foreign ground. And, and the boys, you know, certainly lifted that day. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see a similar response this week. Oh, no doubt. And, and look, that was that was one of those close losses we spoke about from last year, but um, it might have been a little dubious uh, officiating error maybe <laughs> made in the middle of the ground, but Judson Clark kicked an amazing goal to win the game. But yeah, you couldn't have been prouder of how they represented the strip last year in that game against Richmond. And I, I've got no less an expectation of the group that will represent on this Friday night. Yeah, for sure, mate. And just for everyone who's uh, thinking of getting down to Kinetic Stadium this Friday night, um, you know, it's just a, it's a great time of year anyway. Uh, you know, locally, we're starting to gear up for local finals, um, which there's going to be a lot of them down at Kinetic Stadium. We've got the got the women's finals down there. Uh, sorry, grand finals down there in a couple of weeks. Hopefully our girls are a part of that action. Uh, then we've got the M- MPFNL final uh, grand finals that'll be there in a couple of weeks' time. So this is a really good taste to to sort of warm into that September action. Um, and we speaking of the MPFNL, we uh, we've got a long kick competition happening uh, on at halftime. Uh, we're hoping to get under 19s representatives down. We really want to connect back to the community. I think we've got 22 teams. Uh, 17 of those got under 19, so we'll we'll get them involved and and do that. We've got family fun at the footy. We're going to have. Uh, uh, one of our little mascots uh, who won the competition earlier in the year is going to run out with the uh, run out with the boys. So there's going to be plenty happening, and also something that uh, we haven't actually touched base since um, since the ball. But we we had a really good uh, ball and raised a lot of money for EB, and we're going to celebrate that as well on the ground, mate. If you want to talk a little bit about that, yeah, no, absolutely, Mark. Um, you know, we talk about good people make good dolphins, and good dolphins do good things. So. But 280 plus people at at Crown uh, for the EB Butterfly Ball a few weeks back, um, and we've re- raised a significant amount of money, and so we're going to be presenting one of those big fat novelty checks uh, before the game. So, look, it's it's just further evidence as far as where we're growing as a club in terms of doing these amazing things, and as you mentioned, all the activities going on around the game. 
um, yeah, and we're a really inclusive club and, and people should come down and join. And, you know, it's about having local involvement and, and being a great place to be on a Friday or Saturday night uh, when we're playing a home game. So celebrating all those little things that we can do that are in our control. Um, we play in, in a really brutal, tough competition, the VFL, up and down the eastern seaboard against AFL reserves teams and aligned teams and other standalones um, that are in different scenarios to us. But I couldn't be prouder of the things that our footy club's doing um, off the field. It's certainly a, a really amazing professional community-based organisation, and it's a hell of a lot different to the one it was four or five years ago when I first joined, and it's something I'm really proud of. So it's, a, it's well done to all. Yeah, for sure, mate. Well, as we said a number of times, can't wait for Friday night. It's going to be the hottest ticket in town down at Frankston in the Mornington Peninsula in the wider southeast, mate. It's, uh, it's going to be on, so uh, let's rip in and get into it. Big noise, big game, big crowd. So um, let's uh, get there and uh, we'll have another cracking night with Dolphins footy. Love it, mate. We'll see you, see you after the game Friday night. All right, see you at the footy.